I'm Raghav. I'm David. I'm Michael. And this is the What's a Tech Podcast. All right, so in today's episode, we have a very special guest, one of the co-creators of What's a Tech, Robert Mario Calacito. Yo, everyone give him a round hand. Hitting them fucking home runs, Disney. What's up, guys? <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, and today's sponsors is Caroline Ziplines. Don't be unfaithful, unless they break. Use promo code, not an actual sponsor, to get the, I th- I'm making my cheating husband think this is just a family trip, but I'm really trying to kill him. And with that, let's get into our first topic, the uh, sequel to one of my favorite games in 2013, Risk of Rain 2. All right, so I think out of all of us, Mike, you're the only one who never played the first Risk I of Rain. never played the first one, yeah. All right, Raga, why don't you like describe it a little bit? So it's a side-scroller, um, 2D side-scrollers uh, game. It's a roguelite. So what that basically means that uh, once you, every run is different basically. It's procedurally generated from what I remember, which means that the uh, no level is the same twice so that you can't kind of just memorize how one level looks and come back to it. With it, you start off as probably still the commando, right? Or Yeah, that's, that's yep, the commando. Yeah, yeah, You'll start off as the commando mm-hmm. and you have four basic abilities similar to Risk of Rain 2, which I know you, you yeah. played. And uh, just imagine Risk of Rain 2, but just side-scroller. It's a side-scroller, and it's more of like a platformer, and it's fucking brutal. It is tough. It is. Wow. They, they really knocked it out of the park with the first one, and it became like a big cult classic because it started to become one of those games that was just... Like, if you wanted a real, real challenge in the roguelite world, that was the game you'd go to. And then, just like the second one, as you do more unique challenges, you'll unlock other characters, you get new abilities, new items in the world... And it overall became, it was very divisive in my opinion. Either you loved the game and you thought it was like the most brilliant thing, <laughs> or you just couldn't, like you appreciated what they did, but you were like, this is not for me. And you joined my boat and you just put it down after like six, seven hours. And you're like, I will touch this on a day where I feel like being a sadist. So you never beat it. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, no, I, oh, never. I didn't either. Rob, you no, I, I probably never made it to the third world once. Okay. Um... And it was mainly because of the fact, and I've always been meaning to revisit it. I meant to revisit it before this podcast, but I did not have time. And it's just, from what I remember, it was just really brutal because of the mechanics and such. And it was just, it was such a different concept to me. Right. Because it felt like the mic. Like, honestly, biggest, I can only imagine though, because it's like you take in, I guess for me personally, it's like everything that's always in a 2D type of aspect that's in a side scroller, it's always going to be harder versus a 3D type of like aspect to it. Sort of. Because, like, my biggest issue was that I got real... Like, my only point of reference to this game at the time was probably Binding of Isaac. And Binding of Isaac, you you got money a bunch, but you didn't use it as often. Hmm. You would use it to, like, go to certain loot rooms and and you get a key or something and, you you know, you buy a couple items and you find a couple of chests here and there, maybe two or three in a map. But it was never anything like Risk of Rain where there's chests everywhere. Like, you, you really had... Like, you may only unlock... Like, and if you stay there longer, the rooms become tougher, just like Risk of Rain 2. Whereas the Binding of Isaac, that was not the case. You could sit there and loot every room, and no enemies would spawn after you cleared a room. Yeah, you, so, could, you could take your time and say, enter the Gungeon was sort of sort of the same. Enter the Gungeon definitely definitely follows that same model, um, of, of, like similar to Binding in a way. Yeah. Um, but definitely more loot. That it's, it, it takes like Risk of Rain's loot aspect and how many cr- crates and chests you can pick up, and then take uh, combine that with Binding of Isaac's loot aspect. Um, and 
bullet hell like concept. Yeah. And it just became it was tough. So when apparently in 2018 at PAX was there where they announced the second one in PAX East. So we must have just missed it. Are you, sure, are you sure it wasn't PAX West? Because they're from, the devs, uh, they're in Seattle, which is where PAX West well, is. Well, I don't mean debut, I mean they were at PAX East. But they oh, also... last year? Really? Yeah, because I, when oh. I pulled up Risk of Rain 2 PAX to see if, just to see if we missed them this year. They were there um, last year. They were there year. last year because I found an interview that someone had done with them. I didn't wow. listen to it or read it. Um, I saw the headline and I was kind of like, all right, cool, like, they were here. Um, kind of like most people do to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was it was really surprising to, to see that because I'm sure I heard about it at some point. I may have heard it as a byproduct of the uh, cons and I just never like looked into it. Yeah. But it's crazy to me that we could have seen them last year. I know. Uh, you know, just like in the same way that we saw Dead Cells yeah. and Guacamelee too. And but it's only it's only two dudes. It was the first one was made by, by two like college students at the University of Washington just as part of their like program, something they wanted to do. And the game just kind of like blew up and you best believe that's what they do in their full time job. I mean, they graduated, you know, it's good to graduate if, you know, if you made it that far in your senior year. But like, you know, they never needed to quote unquote work again in, day in their life because they're following their passion, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's very impressive what they managed to do. I mean, I know Gearbox probably helped them out a lot because, I mean, what, would you, what do you guys think about like the characters? Like they're all really mechanically so very polished and like, yeah. you know, pristine. Yeah, what I love about the characters, at least in since what I've seen so far in Risk of Rain 2 is that like, I feel like every character has a play style that meets, yeah. that meets to a certain person. Mm -hmm. Like for, for me personally, the, the first character you get, commando. Um, the commando, like I just love the aspect that like the way he shoots, mm -hmm. the way he moves, things like that. Like that's my type of play style. Sure. And I love going for like that type of like mm -hmm. just character in general in most games. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the guy you want to go for to, uh, for like a challenge. Cause I feel like he has the, I always feel with the commando, he's great because he has no real strength or weakness. He's just generally like an all around character. Yeah. Similar to like how Mario is in any game he's in. And yeah. so it's really when, whenever I play the commando, I always, I always usually play him when I want to kind of like test out my own like skills versus relying more he heavily on like you know one of their like abilities so right. he's your like your favorite the commando i think so at, okay. least, at least for me right now okay he's, my, he's definitely my favorite what's your favorite what's your favorite combination of items that you really like to get when you play as oh um what's the teddy bear that you get what's that tougher called times. yeah tougher the tougher, times. i love the tougher times the the med kit that you get okay. Okay. um and then for the Q, I love the wings. The wings that you're... Milky those, Crystals. Those are great. Those are... Oh, honestly, yeah, 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 I love that one. Milky Crystals, yeah. I can't believe we were... We've, it's sad that we know some of these the names of no, a lot I know, of these I items. know most of the items just because it's like... <laughs> there are repeats from last one, not, too. But. Not only... Well, I barely played enough of them to remember that. In, in, in the last game... I, like, the, I'm not going to lie. Like, I in the last game, did the attachments like stick onto you like they do no, in 2? No, they didn't. No, and that's actually why... That's uh, the reason why the devs wanted to make the sequel 3D was because they noticed a lot of the community fan art would have the items appear on the characters like you know bodies and they were like that's really cool yeah let's do that and they at first they made the game was like two like 2.5d it was like two it was a like two dimension you know it was still a 2d game but it was like 3d graphics yeah. and so they made these 3d models and they would put them on the characters and they're like this is kind of a waste because we make these great models for these items, but they're not showing well in this 2.5D format. Let's just make the whole game 3D. And that's why they actually made it. That's actually a big push for why they made Risk of Rain 2 3D, in addition to the fact that they didn't want to remake Risk of Rain again, yeah. which I thought was really cool. And I think it's very cool because like they, they took that, they took what played well, I guess, in number one and put it to number two. And like for yeah. me, like 
even like this is just technically a beta that we're seeing. Yeah, it's only like, in early access. It's freaking amazing for early access. Yeah, like yeah. amazing. It's no. a very well polished uh, early access game where they definitely did their research. They definitely said, "All right, this is this is the bare minimum we're we're willing to put out into the public." And their yeah. bare minimum is. It's been amazing you know, so far. Their, their bare minimum is most people's full games. Yeah, yeah. Rob, what do, what do you think of so far of it? So I've been playing with uh, some online friends recently, and uh, my, one of my favorite characters is actually the Huntress. Uh, I usually use her with the wings and Milky Chrysalis. Yeah, she, she's just freaking amazing. Uh, and the ukulele uh, as an item. It's just, oh yeah, it's so good. I think it's overpowered. As far, <laughs> have you gotten the unpowered Tesla coil? Yeah. Oh, that's that's yeah, a dirty. That item's dirty. That's, that's ukulele on steroids. Yeah. yeah. That is the uke. On what's steroids. the uh, What's the other cue that you get that like, has the um the gun that comes out from the oh, side? Oh, the prion accumulator. I the BF one too. Oh yeah, the uh, the BF. Yeah, that one. It does like so much damage. So much damage. Um. Yeah, that's a lot of damage. See, what thought it was also like. I think it's like weird about the huntress. Is like every time I play her, I hate that she has less health, but she yeah. does more damage because that less less health always for some reason screws me up. But she's great at like dodging things because unlike a lot of people's like dodge or roll where they kind of like will hit physical yeah, objects, she got the teleport. She, she just phases right through them, yeah, which is yeah. which is great. I mean, I'd say her character. She's a very offensive character. Like it's hard to play her defensively because. As we all know, like if she's not in a certain range of a character, she won't hit them. Yeah, and so that means you have to play her offensively. But that's great because you can run. You, she's actually one of the few characters you can run and shoot as long as you're moving forward. Yeah, and that's like the big thing, which is why that hop item, the quail thing, you know, the one where you, black you the black quail. That's yeah. why that item's so useful for her is because you can kind of you know side hop but still you shoot. Can zigzag. You yeah. can yeah, zigzag. With, with her, you really want to be in the air as much as you possibly. Can. Yeah, ab absolutely. Yeah. No, uh, I agree with that. So with the, what is it? The feathers? <laughs> I disagree with that. I don't want to be. There at really, all. I'm I'm running. I like, always want to be in there. I'm on my attack on Titan, just running on the ground level shit. Because to me, it's like the only reason I don't want to land go in the air is because the greater wisps, the uh, they'll, they'll just with the are double you, hits. Are you talking about those like the green? green no, no, the, the big green ones. The greater wisps, the are the green. The big green wisps, the green, big green fire guys. Oh yeah, yeah. The green fire yeah. guys in the sky. They they have really good aim, and especially when you get to the later levels, they start to. Uh, their their physical attack like the radius mm -hmm. is wider, so I'm really not trying to get caught in the air like that. But like, it's fair. It it honestly just depends because for me I just prefer getting like because I prefer the hunters as well. I prefer getting like Paul's mm -hmm. goat hook, a red whip. Yeah. Give me an energy drink so I can run fast. The wax quails <laughs> and like and as far as the the health, just give me like two monster teeth. And I'll be I also like to shoot shoot fast. That's yeah. the thing, yeah, they the, 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 the attack range. The needle yeah, the and, and her yeah. and her boomerang like her her, her alt attack, yeah. like that that glaive thing, that can that can chain enemies yeah. really well. That's yeah. why that uh like the one that sends enemies into a frenzy, like the berserker's pauldron, yeah. Yeah, what is it? Berser I think it's either the berserker's pauldron or... Yeah, but let's call it berserker's pauldron. Yeah. Cuz like that's what we're going to I gonna... think that's the one. Yeah, where it's like you get a frenzy if you kill three enemies in quick succession. Which is why I love. So my favorite character. I have two favorite characters. If I'm actually seriously doing a run, I'll do multi, because why would you not? Because this guy, like, okay, not only is his dodge an offensive attack that can body and stun, he can switch his playstyles from from being a like charge up attack to a to a super fast like uh, like uh, what is it like machine gun? Rapid fire. And, yeah. yeah, rapid fire, and he can hold two held items. 
and oh can he yeah he can because when he switches his like when he switch when you press r and you switch his like gun style so does the item change the robot right? the robot yeah oh wow and so that's who i play when i'm doing a serious run i have no item combination i really like for him i mean i like him to be fast and i like him to have like the soldier syringe so he can you know shoot like you know really fast yeah. but other than that, I just body with him. But the character I have the most fun with, and Raghav, I've, I've spoken to you with this at length, is the mercenary. I I love the the melee, you know, the hack and slash style of his character. I love him to be really fast. I love to get the Berserker's Pauldron. I love to get anything that has a chain attack, like the Willow the Wisp or the Electric Guitar. I like to get the Primordial Cube so that I can, when I when I use it, enemies come to me. I use my R move that, that Naruto zigzags and kills enemies, bodies them. My attack speed and uh, movement speed increases like by 100 to 400%. I just can destroy like a boss so fucking quick. Yeah. I have like a whole guide. Like that's like an article idea is like each character and their ideal setup because that's one thing I love about Risk of Rain is that like it's... I love like coming up with like lists of like the ideal build. I wouldn't even call them tier lists, but like it's but just kind of yeah, like, yeah. like loadouts. Load I'm loadouts, like, this yeah. is like my perfect loadout. It may not be like your perfect loadout, but like yeah, people like, do that a know. lot for a bunch of games like Sanctum for the loadouts for the characters and like you can get like a primary weapon, a secondary yeah. weapon, and a bunch of perks. Mm. People love doing stuff mm -hmm. like that because they're just like they love basically like, theory crafting the character and be like, what's the most optimal uh, setup for them? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. And it's right. easier. It's easier in the first risk of rain. It, it does give you a challenge. Like, when, by the time you get to, like, the fourth stage, and then it once starts looping, things start to get, like, out of control. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad but, to say once it starts looping, because that's when the, the world starts literally crashing yeah. down. <laughs> I mean, I know you've never experienced it. I get really bad frame rate issues when yeah, I, I get... Do. Okay, I, so you actually start so having the thing. them. I found out that, like, I am getting frame rate issues where it drops from 60 to 40, but, like, they really smoothed out the process to the point where I don't notice the the frame rate issues so like i i was just really surprised that they were like like it, I, I was i'd say like oh i'm not getting any issues and then i would look and i was like oh it's at 40 but it's still pretty like smooth you notice it you notice it the most when you first when you first die after like a really long round and then you restart and then the frame rate's like super fresh that's when you notice it the most yeah um but overall super fucking fun game i can't wait for it to like come you know come out yeah. so I think the only thing is like, when it officially comes out it's like i want to know what's gonna be else put in because like as of right now it's like how much of like a beta it technically is that we're playing is like it's so polished already and just to see what's gonna be like when it officially comes more out, stages it's gonna be, i'm gonna be like more stages, more stages more, probably more, more like characters yeah and i don't it, know if anyone noticed they added an arrow for the logbook for the items yeah. so now there's a second row of like a second page of Oh no, that was all. That was always there. Was it always yeah, there? Yeah, that was always oh, there. I must have tuned out um, the arrow. But the other thing is, so in your first game, there is like an end game like map where they have a final boss that you have to like actually you know beat, and then your run of that character is over. Like you know, so you can actually beat the game with like the multiple characters. So I imagine. Well, here's what I think. So right now the game loops. So every so basically you can play the stages to infinity. But I think, I hope they keep that. I hope they make that like a separate like arcade mode or like endless mode. And they then introduce like the story mode, quote unquote, that okay. does have like a finite beginning and end. I think it'd be like nice. I mean, overall, I think the formula just, I I was kind of worried when I first, because I, I followed their Tumblr blog, which is when they, which is where they first started sewing like, a, like, uh, like 3D assets oh, okay. back in 2017. And I was kind of worried. I'm like, how's this going to work? But I play it and it really fucking does. So I'm... I'm super proud of it, and that's uh, I again can't wait to see 
more from it. Yeah, I can't wait either. Yeah. It's gonna be good. And so with that, so while Risk of Rain as an early access game is so very polished and pristine, another game that we've all played really isn't. And I'm talking about Splitgate. And Rado, why don't you uh, why don't you take it take it from here? Uh, so for those who haven't played Splitgate Arena Warfare, as of the time that we're recording this, it is still available to play. I'm pretty sure, unless they extended it. Yeah, it's, it's just this weekend in general. This weekend, um, it is a Halo-inspired game. It's a Halo, so it's an arena shooter, four v four. It recently, this weekend, is its first, I believe, closed beta. Yeah. Post after PAX East, where they got a lot of positive press. And um, obviously, you guys, we had, we had spoken about it on the PAX East podcast last right. episode of how we were excited to play it. And uh, so after the beta came out, we were ready to play it. And I will say that the ideas are definitely there. The inclusion of portals to kind of like navigate and move your character around is there. The, the combat is definitely there. Um, but it definitely leaves a lot to be desired. A lot of balancing issues, which obviously, again, like it's super, super early. Yeah. Um, so I have no doubt that they're going to polish it up and fix it. But I know, Mike, you and I were talking about this earlier about how they're the battle rifle as of as of again as of this podcast is currently very strong um yeah i i, I think they have to balance their guns a little better yeah and just their i guess their hitbox ratio because at least for me like you and me both know in halo it was always four to the body two to the head for yeah. for inst for for a kill and like at least for me like i always know that was the ratio i feel like there's almost no ratio like, like i was Correct. telling you before with the br i was just sniping headshots like there was no tomorrow like, yeah you just can't do that like especially in an arena shooter where where the whole like 1v1 aspect versus another player is a big part of it mm -hmm. it's like you need to have a balanced hitbox yeah and i feel like it's just not there correct i don't know i personally so i know for those that have played it probably get a chance to play the beta yeah so I, I played it a little bit today okay. uh, this morning yeah and i think my general opinion on it is that I kind of like I like the shooting mechanics. I like uh, in general it's fun to play. Sure. But a lot of the maps are kind of not really tuned well for portals. If that sounds yeah, good. no, I, I agree with you. That was yeah. something that I'd also played this with uh, Hirsch and Connor uh, earlier in the week, and that was two concerns that they both had. They were like, wait, so we can't just put portals anywhere. We have to put them on very specific spots. Yeah. And I will admit that was something that kind of deterred me from the game too because. Obviously, like in legitimate, like when you play Portal, there are walls that you can put portals on, and there's walls that you can't put portals on. But I feel like more often than not, there were more walls you could put them on. Yeah. Sure, it's, it's that there's, there's a not there's not enough walls to put to portals on. So yeah. more often than not, you're just kind of shooting characters. You're not thinking about you know strategic locations to put portals and yeah, trying yeah. to escape enemies. You're you're just shooting. And the thing is, I think I think another the point to that is that a lot of the maps of these maps that I've been playing has been very close quartered. And if you're having a portal-based, I guess, aspect to a game, why wouldn't you make it more open? Because yeah. I feel like a lot of the maps that I've been playing has been so enclosed that this the portal aspect of the game and the mechanic of it is not really conducive to that. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think the portals need to have a lot more adjustment to them. Um, and I would like to personally... I know there's that feature where if an enemy places portal somewhere and you are walking near that portal that portal will glow so that you know that you can like there's an enemy behind that portal i would just kind of like to see the person in the portal yeah personally um i i, 
I don't think so. Only because then it just leads to too much that's given away. Okay. Um, only because of the fact is like you, I could, you can place a portal anywhere and then just know that someone's looking at you. Sure. Like, I think it gives that it gives that like an advantage to to you versus versus the secondary player. That is fair. Um, me personally, I don't think they should have a glow. I think that just gives away too much. To be honest, you have to be a little close to it though. Yeah, but I think I think still that in just the aspect it, it gives away too much. I think that the right amount is the fact that if you aim through the portal and your thing turns red knowing that there's another enemy there yeah. that's enough for me sure because i feel like if you're it's glowing and you know that there's a person there kind of gives too much weight because you could just spray into the portal and get a kill that's true but it also depends on the angle you're staring at so like right now you true. and i are pretty much eye to eye looking right at each other we're not at an angle like me david's my right so like if i'm if you shoot at like let's say david's in that portal as well if you're aiming at me you wouldn't ever hit david because you know there's you'd have to angle you have to go that way True. towards it but i will say the one thing i would really really from the bottom of my heart want them to fix is, is the spawning i think that yes that spawning was a it was it was bad because so i played i think two oddball matches three skirmishes like deathmatch uh to, to 50 and um two like king not king that was like capture the was domination yeah it was the one with this point a b and c and then you need to you guys know the name of that game type in general? no no extends like it's in i know it's in uh i think it's i think it's the like land grab basically I'm yeah call it land grab and there's like points a b and c you spawn on point a they spawn on point c b's in the middle and you just have to like hold it for the longest amount of time and that sounds like king of the hill I, it, I think it's like king of the hill but king of the hill only has one hill from what I remember, right? Yeah, you had to. Uh, it was basically every location where the hill was, and you had to try to capture that location. Yeah, I played that today. Yeah, you played that. I, one? I know what you're talking. So you know about. what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? yeah. Like the three letters. Yeah. So basically, with that, at one point they got all three, mm-hmm. and of course that, that that's a deterrent part on our end. But we should also shouldn't be like I spawned literally in front of someone, and they were looking at me like eye to eye, and I was like, oh, this isn't good. And then they just you know melee and shot me before I had a chance, and so I felt like a lot of the time I was spawning, and then like in ten seconds I died. So I, I would like either want some type of like invulnerability for like the first two seconds, like like a conditional invulnerability where it's like if I'm like if enemy team has all three maps, I spawn like two seconds to like live a little bit and yeah. look around and be like, oh, there's a gun I can grab or oh, there's an enemy to my right. Let me run because you dropping me right in front of someone, which also goes to your point of the maps being too small. Uh, definitely like took away from the experience where I was like, I can definitely see why this game is fun. I can see why people are flocking to this game, and I can also see myself enjoying it, but not at its current state where it's, uh, it, it's just me. It's like a dying simulator. I just spawn, I hold a gun, I'm dead. Do you think it's too late for them to change the maps? No, I mean they. Here's the thing. At this point, there's so many. I mean, I'm sure any dev from before the, the real like online period that we're experiencing, where we can just like join a Discord, get a code, and play a game. Mm. I'm talking like the mid 2000s and whatever, and like the mid 360 era like 06 through like maybe 2010 2011 i'm sure there's a bunch of maps that bungie made or that dice made for battlefield that company or uh activision and and, uh did for uh for call of duty that we will never see that never made it outside of like the testing phase because this is this is what it is this is the testing phase yeah you're right they're just getting actual people instead of saying hey i'll pay you like 10 bucks to test for us they're saying hey we'll just let you play the game beforehand and you can feel special which is cool because yeah. at least like that's what risk rain is doing yeah that's what that's what prison it, it, architect did that's what any real dev does that they need to test it they need a yeah they need they, they need, need to know what's base. good what's bad what they need to fix yeah. like things like that and 
Yeah. Because what you guys are playing right now may not be representative of what the final game like will be. You yeah. know, it's absolutely it's, it's rough. And, and that's the thing where I'm like, I'm glad they, they did this because I'm glad they let people know like, hey, like and even then, like for, for people that were like me that were waiting right at three o'clock on that Friday when it was going live or that Thursday when it was going live, um, they had issues connecting to the servers. Yeah. And so they, they fixed they fixed that right they away. They fixed it. So like yeah. it's it's obviously that they they obviously care. They wouldn't mm. have just been like Shh, we'll we'll fix that next week. Have fun in training mode. <laughs> but um, overall, I'm. I hope they the the large stuff like that gets fixed, as well as the little things like um, if someone joins our party, like I I partied up with a, like Hirsch and a couple other people, they had custom like colors and uh, palettes on their color their yeah, armor. Yeah, because you, you can customize. You can customize. Yeah. I wish that person popped up on my screen. So I knew that he joined, uh, okay. aside from yeah. just his icon on the bottom left. Because uh, he's like, oh, I, I'm in the game. Okay. And I'm like, I don't see you. Because the, <laughs> the current version has you on the, the foreground, looking at the character, looking at you. Mm. And then you in the back, you have the four rotating people that are all like a red color or a blue color. So I wish I could see one of them transform into my buddy, so that I know like, okay, he's here. Right. Just as a visual That's, cue. Yeah, that would be a good just idea. Just as a visual cue. Um, but aside from that, being able to pick the... Uh, uh, play style I want to play oh not play style the game type like I just had to go into like what is referred to as ranked mm-hmm. and it was like I didn't get to pick if I wanted to play oddball because if I, if I had to choose I would have well, you, you can you can go into choose server true but like I feel like at that point it's a lot of people that I already have a group of four like yeah. two 4v4 teams like the four of us versus yeah. like another four in a discord server because the discord server had a lot of people going saying like looking for four looking for three I'm two looking for two mm. so it's like they're already trying to do the whole 4v4 skirmish thing so I felt like it was kind of tough to like butt in and say like hey i have a team of four i need another four i think a little a lot of fun aspects of having this beta out is like i've been i got like now that i like when i was playing the game i saw me playing with a lot of streamers that like Mm -hmm. i I saw i see on twitch like twitch all the time yeah and i think it was kind of funny because i'm like oh i've seen you before like oh i've seen you before yeah like it's funny being able to just hop into a beta and be like oh like i'm playing with them yeah it's really neat i like that they did really well with the marketing splitgate for the the partner program um so overall at least my take on it is that the idea is definitely there i'm hoping maybe like it's currently april since they did it i'm hoping maybe like in june july they have uh they take a lot of the fans criticisms to not to heart but they take it into the, to the drawing board and say should we include this should we not include this how can we reevaluate things um they great community i'd say they'd really great they've done such a good job at like community management especially yeah. when like things weren't working and Absolutely. how they address things and sort of their you know i'm a member i think all of us are um are members of like their their discord channel and it's a really like good community i know like that's a that's a big thing that raghav and i learned at one of the panels we went to at like pax was like the importance of community management and it's just it really is so important because you have these group of people that want to play your game that are invested that are that are basically you know have the potential to be super fans the people who will you know roll with you know people will be your ride or ride and die or ride or die and so you want to make sure that you know you keep them updated what's going on that you essentially like uh don't you know feel that they're kind of like what's the word is that you know the devs want to make sure that you know no one's like felt like burned or that you know you're doing your best to making sure that things are working right. and they were really open about it they they they're great with giving updates and so i like that i like when devs and you know companies in general do that kind of thing if it gets to a point where like they fix the proper things like this can be a very good competitor for the very like tournament aspect of gaming like i can see a lot of like a lot of tournaments coming out for this game Mm -hmm. and like especially if they fix those key aspects that we're saying about this game like i think give you a high contender in that whole tournament type of play style 
and we haven't seen like a we haven't seen like a good like new uh, arena shooter game in like a very long time. Yeah, I mean, heaven yeah. knows it's been a minute. <laughs> it has been a very long minute since we have seen. And I think me and Raga both like we're big fans of arena shooters, like big fans. Yeah, I mean, I my uh, high school time was just spent playing Halo or playing. Um, Playing Bad, Bad Company 2 yeah. my favorite uh, sh- I think they did the shooter the best in my opinion and they do Modern Warfare 2 and Modern War- and Black uh, Black Ops and, and every uh, World at War and everything in between that Modern Warfare 1 through I guess 20 like 09 through 2012 whatever mm-hmm. was there I think that was Modern Warfare 3 I, no I stopped Black Ops 2 was when I stopped because Blops for me 2. Uh, Blops 2 as, as people would call it uh, just because for me I was like I played it and I was like yeah you lost me on this because I didn't play World at War with uh, like the original with one. Well, no, I had I owned it, but I played oh. multiplayer. I never played zombies. Oh, it was like, for me, like you don't understand. Like zombies was my thing. Like it's everyone's thing. Yeah, no, that's, but, like, that's the only reason you know, I play Call of Duty. It's a Call of Duty mover. Like, that's that's yeah. the whole thing. Is like when that came when that game came out. I swear to I swear I think every single day after middle school like after school we would all come to my house after school and play zombies for a good three to four hours yeah see, that's every the day that's yeah that's the thing i never i never experienced that so like when it came out for black ops one i want to yeah. say yeah when it came out for when it came out for uh blop one that's when i was like wait what about zombies and they were like didn't you play world at war and i was like yeah and they were like you never played zombies and i was like no and then we played it and i was like yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's also why, like, yeah. when people start playing Left 4 Dead, I was like, I don't get it. Because I just don't care for, like, zombies were never my thing. Mm-hmm. No, that I was, mean, that was the one, that's, like, that's fair. offshoot of, like, of genres of games that I was kind of like, yeah, I don't really need to shoot zombies. I'll just shoot, you know, these retired soldiers. And I feel like if you got no, I feel like if you got no one to play with, like, Left 4 Dead 2 or, like, uh, you know, COD Zombies, I feel like they really are games that are meant for, like, you know, couch co-op with, like, yeah. Yeah, you absolutely. and your friends. You can play it, like, by yourself, but it's kind of, it's almost, like, a little boring. Yeah, it's the thing. is like, when I was playing with my friends, especially, like, back in middle school, it's like, yo, let's see how high of a yeah. level we can get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you can do it by yourself, but it's just, like, you know, it's boring. I don't know. Yeah, like, David, you and I play Risk for Insult all the time. That doesn't mean we wouldn't want to play with another person. Sure. It's just more, it's that, more enjoyable. Right? Yeah. Interaction, like, oh, what you get oh that's a great yeah that's a great loadout but, but like zombies it, by itself it's just i i couldn't go to it by it, yeah, solo i, I can't do yeah. solo either uh, it's like yeah. joggernauts i i joggernauts i'll probably never touch solo but like, i try when, man i can't get through level two but like when we're all like together like that game is gonna be a blast oh, yeah. i'm gonna hate everyone but like especially <laughs> rob that you you're sleeping the whole time we were at pax when we were at pax this man was like thinking about what he was gonna eat for eat for dinner tomorrow well we're getting ready for the next color and rob comes along we're like yo rob where oh, you yeah. at i was thinking about that boss Burger Company. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's like your it's like, it's like your fingers bleeding. Are you kidding me? We got you got to switch to your color. Yo, Rob's over here thinking about Bepis, but you know, you know it's that like that died Dr. Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> died Dr. Seuss. But over but overall, uh, going back to Splitgate, uh, definitely think the, the great ideas are there. Uh, their community management is amazing, and I'm really excited to see how they do it in the upcoming months. Um, let's just say I hope. Uh, I think they're at zero point zero two, so I'm hoping zero point five and 0.0 or 0.1 definitely lend themselves to a, a much more interesting and balanced play style but overall definitely worth looking into um albeit a little bit unbalanced at its current time all right so now so now i'd like to introduce the first ever segment segment portion of the what's tech podcast in the form of a game that i just came up with like yesterday <laughs> it's called what's in a genre 
Something I've and for everyone who's listening, I put this together very roughly into a PowerPoint on the in the car. Um, <laughs> I brought I brought up uh, I brought up Google Google Slides and in, in my on my phone. Typed it up. Yeah. Wow. So basically, how it works is I'm going to show you a variety of different video games, and you guys have to with your various devices write down which genre you think this game belongs in. You'll have seven seconds. I'll keep it on the time and all that. Keep track of your points because I'm not doing that for you. Um, <laughs> whoever wins will be considered the genre Kang. So you also get a lifetime supply of Caroline's blends. Yeah. <laughs> don't be unfaithful because those things will break. I don't know how they do it. It's like rocket science. <laughs> Alright, so the first game, alright, you guys got all your things up, and audience at home, if you want to play along, feel free. Alright. <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck I'm doing? This, is, this ain't HQ. Um, alright, you guys got your stuff? You guys are ready? Uh, let's give it a try. Alright. Question, before we start. Sure. Can I buy $10 worth of points, EA style, for some microtransactions to get a head start? Yeah, I got 20 bucks on this. <laughs> okay, no, let's start though. <laughs> Soon. Soon. TM. Coming very soon, TM. <laughs> so the first game is a fan favorite to all of us and probably all of those listeners. Super Mario 64. Okay. Write down your answers. <laughs> so what are these answers supposed to be? I don't get it. What genre is it? Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Did you alright, so for for anyone like for anyone listening, this is like who, Rob's this, this isn't like a bit this isn't like a bit, this is just Rob. Yeah, that's how it is. It it'd it be that that's way. It's the way it is. It, it, it is the way it is. Okay, so that seven second rule I'm not adhering to because Rob because Rob fucked yeah, up. I break I break rules. Exactly. Alright, everyone done? What are you drawing? <laughs> you have to just you have to like write it up or type it or something. You don't have to like draw. <laughs> it's, it's on my screen, we're good. Alright, Raga, what did you say? Platformer. Mike. Platformer. Rob. Platformer. And it is a platformer. Ding, ding, ding. Everyone gets a point. Woo. All right. All right. All right. So, so now I have to add this one more thing. Sometimes games will have more than one genre, but they'll tend to be more of a subgenre. If you can, if you guess the subgenre, let's say if you're able to ju guess just the subgenre, you'll get half a point. If you're able to guess the, the genre and subgenre, you'll get two points okay just letting you know that um all right next game is near automata what is it near automata i wish i knew what this game even was time but if you didn't get to it yet just write your answer everyone ready i, I totally fucked up but let's, let's all right <laughs> What did you? All right, so Raga, what did you say? JRPG. Mike, what did you say? Action adventure. Ra, uh, Rob, what did you say? Hack and slash. All right, <laughs> so Rob gets half a point, and only Rob, because it is it is a action. Oh, it is an it is an action role playing game or ARPG, and the subgenre is a hack and slash. Wow. I have to contest that. <laughs> that is definitely a Japanese RPG. It is officially considered an ARPG, though. Is it real? Yeah, because of the mechanics of how it works. Because combat takes place outside of bullshit. a special... Man I will give Rog of half a point because <laughs> he said RPG. <laughs> so wait a minute. Look, look it's there. Get half a point. All right. The, what do you fucking do? The third game is 
Uncharted 4. Thank God for autocorrect. <laughs> Time. Raghav, what did you say? Action adventure. Mike, what Action did you say? Adventure. I gotta see it. That's why I say I know. Because you could just say it because Raghav said it. All right, action adventure. I just put action. All right. It is a action. It is a action adventure or a third person shooter, TPS. Okay. So, uh, so Raghav and Mike get one point. Rob, you don't get anything. I got, I got half. <laughs> what? I get that half. Well, I, I will actually go into this of what the difference. There is actually a distinct action genre and adventure genre. So you didn't really. All right, fine. Fuck it, Rob. You get half a point. Hey, give me point three. Rob, stop. Rob, stop crying. All right, Rob, stop crying. I'll give you half a point. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Hey, yo, grab me those tissues. <laughs> but it's not for the crying. <laughs> <laughs> hate you yeehaw soda the feeling after you masturbate our previous sponsor oh man that soda is I love drinking that soda but it makes me feel so right, bad right, right before bed <laughs> right. oh, it, it puts you right to sleep in the middle of the night Rob, wait you stopped drinking just, Bepis yeah just last night for, for yeehaw soda I, I, I replaced it with, uh, with that soda that's sponsors for you <laughs> lifetime supply our next game is Bioshock oh okay Time. Raga, what did you say? Action RPG. I put action. First person shooter. Rob, in fact, I need to turn this around. That's why that's why <laughs> I need the surface. That's yeah, game. I need it. <laughs> it is in fact a first person shooter. Though it's a though Raga, what you brought up is actually a great point that I will get to after this game is over. And but don't don't erase any of your answers by the way. Wait, we're playing a game? Oh don't worry. Alright. Um, oh, I've been erasing them. No, no, so it's okay because Raghav especially needs to keep his answers. Um, <laughs> Rob, you, 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 you can keep yours if you so choose. Okay, whatever. It's right <laughs> I'm very concerned. Yeah. So I got nothing. Um, no, unfortunately, yeah. no. Right. But we got, we got Bupkis. And we got Bupkis. Rob did get a point. Oh boy. All right. Super Metroid. Ooh. This one could be a tricky one. Mm. Yeah, it's hard. Everyone got their answers in. How about you at home? You playing along too? <laughs> you can see me die inside from saying that. This is why I, this is why I could never work on it, like it a kids induce, network. I could never do one of those kids shows. Be like, can you, you pick out the amount of ducks? Yo, Gabba Gabba. <laughs> you could definitely do it. Hello? I do it for a paycheck. I do anything for a paycheck, though. Let's be real. I'm a little twenty dollars is twenty dollars. What? Twenty dollars is twenty dollars. <laughs> We're gonna move on from that, but I will be using that audio sample right, for later. So, Raga, what did you say? As a Metroidvania slash RPG. Mike, I put strategy. I put two D side scroller. It is a action adventure game. Oh wow! Ooh. So let's. So, I knew I wouldn't be right. So, <laughs> so fundamentally. So here's a thing about that, and so. Ragov, you would be correct if it wasn't if it wasn't Metroid, because because neither Metroid nor Castlevania can be Metroidvanias because they are because Metroidvanias are any games that are like Castlevania or Metroid. But if they are in fact those games, then they're action adventures. Mm. 
um but it's again i'm so but then keep your answer this guy's like this guy's uh bringing a, he's bringing a lot to the table um bringing food to the family and then <laughs> the last one is terraria i don't even know what this game yeah, is what the really fuck? oh uh I usually choose games that I figured everyone would know, but it, we don't always win every time. And time. Okay, I'm gonna blame autocorrect for this one, but I meant to put side scroller. Hmm? I meant to put side scroller. As you can tell, that is not even the closest. Mike, what did you say? I put adventure. I put side scrolling RPG. Mike gets half a point. It is. It is. It is basically well. Oh, oh, wow. You got like a fourth of a point because it's it's, <laughs> the, it's a sandbox game, but its subgenre is action adventure. Okay. Um, and something to point out is some of you have mentioned things that aren't actually genres, but are definitely are definitely colloquial like mechanics that a lot of community refers to. And again, I'll, I'll get to that in our discussion portion. All right. So the very last thing is, it's twofold. This is this is for all the Marvels. This is the What's that thing in Harry Potter? The snitch? The snitch. The cup? This oh. is... All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing. The house cup. It's the golden snitch, but you all... I guess you can say the a cow's cup. cup. Oh. Yeah, all right. All right, so this is the, this is the golden snitch. If you if you get this right, you get... Yeah, you everything. win everything. All right. In addition, though, if you get the... If you can guess what genre this thing I'm describing to you is, uh, you will get five points for it. Okay. In this 2018 game, you level up from the EXP gained through defeating enemies and completing missions. Every level gives you points to upgrade your many abilities. It does not, however, increase your base attack strength. Completing different types of missions gives you various resources and, and points needed to upgrade your gear. Furthermore, the game's multiple clothing options can enhance you in different ways. What game is this? And, and secondly, what genre does it belong in? And I will give people. You said 2018, didn't you? I did say 2018. Motherfuckers, not scared. I will give everyone. I'll give you like 20 seconds for this, but I gotta say things because people would be bored. 2018. It is a 2018 game. Are we, are we guessing the game? You're guessing the game and and what genre it's from. But if you just guess one, that's fine too. You win the whole thing if you can actually guess what game it's from, though, and what genre it belongs to. Actually, fuck the 20-second thing. I feel like this will take a little bit, like, longer. Yeah, but... hold on. I'm trying to figure out what keeps... 2018. Go over that description again. It was yeah. Fucking, it was fucking long. What? Go over the description I will read again. the description one more time. This is tough because, like, the mic's right here. In this 2018 game, you level up from the EXP gain through defeating enemies and completing missions. Every level gives you points to upgrade your many abilities. It does not, however, increase your base attack strength. Completing different types of missions gives you various resources and points needed to upgrade your gear. Your gear. Furthermore, the game's multiple clothing options can enhance you in different ways. Okay. I think I have my answer. Hope you didn't steal it off my screen. No. With my giant fucking font. God, I've been looking at mine the whole game. All right. My guess was God of War. RPG? Well, you get it wrong because that's the Swift. I don't. Oh. It is not the Swift key keyboard. Oh, there we go. Oh, God of War. Action RPG. Action RPG. Well, technically, you got both wrong because God of War is not an action RPG. But again, great answer that I will get back to. Um, Mike, what did you say? Uh, I said Breath of the Wild action adventure RPG. 20, 2017. Oh, is it really? <laughs> and Breath of the Wild is an action adventure game. 
Rob, I, got that wrong. I said Breath of the Wild too. RPG. 2017 <laughs> action <laughs> adventure game. Clearly, we're, we're wrong with the, Ro- the Robert, Robert Calisito, everyone. This <laughs> is definitely like some random fucking game, like in early access. Really. It is Spider Man for the PS4, and it is an action adventure game. Oh. In Spider Man PS4, every time you level up, you get points, which you can use to upgrade your yourselves with various abilities, like your web slinging, your dodging. And also, and uh, like other things too, I guess. Doing different types of missions gets you different types of diff points or tokens that you need to upgrade the different the different web gear that you have. Furthermore, there's there's a number of different clothing options or suits that that Spider-Man can wear, each that comes with their own ability. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, but yeah, it is Spider-Man PS4. Actually, out of everyone, I actually was I actually was hoping maybe you would have. I honestly like that. I didn't like I honestly I don't know why I didn't think of that but now that you're like describing it and you show me the game I'm like oh yeah yeah I, okay. I, I was thinking I was like it has to be a PS4 game because nothing David bought on PC would have been would have been that very accurate knowing me knowing yeah, me was like a big that's why I said God of War it was a 50-50 I was like God of War or Spider-Man I actually looked up Horizon Zero Dawn first I was like maybe maybe he's gonna hit me with the uh hit me with that one but then i have to i haven't even up. beaten that i've i, I haven't gotten up, I close the release date and i was like okay no that's yeah i mean see, for a man that spent a lot of hours into that game mm-hmm. i should have got that how about everyone at home i bet you didn't get that one if you did send me an email at i don't know where our emails are but like find me <laughs> <laughs> knock on my door they're gonna take that as a challenge knock on my door you're gonna get a bunch of dick pics. who who who's listening to this the only person listening to this is his girlfriend right now we got, we got a couple people. What? We so got a couple people. I guess no dick pics then. Legitimately, that, that, that Legitimately was a that did. was a joke. That was a joke. Sponsors. <laughs> so, so no dick pics then. <laughs> oh, you're gonna regret that. He's gonna get a bunch of fucking like pictures. hundreds of them. I'd rather I'd, 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 ra- I'd rather get dick pics from fans than get nothing at all. <laughs> that is not a joke. That is actually not a joke. Uh, ra- I'm a little. All right. I'm a, uh, no, scratch because, that. Because scratch, that, because scratch, that no. Mean, no, because that means I have fans. All right. <laughs> We're, we're, uh, Don't do it, but like, I, but like, I love all of you. You know what I mean. All right, we're moving on from this one. We're moving on from this one. Okay, so first off, what were you fed? What, what was that dinner? <laughs> were you drugged? <laughs> you okay? Where's the day we know? You're right. I'm scared. Okay, so first off, did you guys enjoy this? It was actually yeah, fun. It was cool. It was entertaining. Okay. So that's all I want to talk about video game genres because. If there's any type of medium with genres that get very muddy, it's video games. Because you know when you have something, because Raga, what did you call Risk of Rain 2? Oh shit, what I call it a roguelite? Did you, you called it a roguelite, right? Oh, I meant to say roguelike. But no, here's the thing. There is such a thing as roguelikes and roguelites. And that's how fucking ridiculous video game genres can get. That's very- and so through all that, so let's actually go through. Let me get just get this laptop back up again. First one, Super Mario 64. Now, Rogov. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna start back from like the beginning, and we're just gonna go through each of these kind of one by one. And first one's not gonna be very controversial. Let's talk about it anyway. Why did you guys choose platformer for Super Mario 64? I mean, there's platform. It's platform exactly. Yeah. It's at least for me, it's like I've always known that Mario has been a platforming yeah, game. it's the like, platformer. Exactly. Yeah. So. In your own in your own minds, you went from a it's Mario, so it's a platformer. That's like where your minds went. Yeah. Yeah, I went for, I went to the OG Mario games, and then I just made a 3D model. Because you guys just kind of know. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fundamentally, we've known that. Uh, we've grown up. With Mario, yeah. So yeah. We've grown right. up with it. Like we just know fundamentally that's what it is. 
So Nier Auto Automata. Yep, Nier Automata. Nier Automata. This one's I know Mike, you didn't know about this one. No, I just didn't Rob, 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 have you played it? Yeah, yeah, I played it. I, I so mean, what did you say that it was? Uh, well, you slash. actually no, you got you got the point. You got the half a point because you actually guessed hack and slash. Yeah, correct. So hack and slash is weird because hack and slash is like a subgenre of like the action adventure genre, but yeah. it's like a sub subgenre. But it's one of those things that's called a mechanical genre. Things like third person shooter and hack and slash are less are less like genres and more like mechanical descriptions of a game but they're still considered genres because that's sometimes the best way we describe things like the original god of war games like the one through three and some of the size some of like the spin-off games right. it's like they're hack and slashes they perfectly describe what those games are batman's like that right the batman one Bat batman's considered an action adventure game the arkham games yeah because i'm trying to think there's like, no hack or slash because like you're not actually hacking or slashing well I guess I meant more like the combo-based thing, because that's what Nier Automata remember me and the Arkham games had in common, which was the the button combos that you had like. There's no co there's there's no combos though. It's just one punch button. You can press like two buttons together to throw like gadget combos. It's a very simple combat system. Yeah, though. But that's what remember me was too, and that's how like Nier Automata was to an extent. Mm -hmm. For the uh, for the what's it called? But PC. But yeah, so the reason, so the thing about being like an action role-playing game and you say, you know, JRPG, the reason why it's an action role-playing game is so an RPG, I'm not going to try to define what an RPG is because there is a definition, but it's a really convoluted one because it's, it's, it's basically, like a role -playing it's a role-playing game. game. It's basically like a game where the facets of like your character, of the world, of what you can do is just really like tricked out and like has such a depth to it, like skills from lock picking to speech, uh... And then, you know, your your character, like, what they can do and how much health they have and all those other things. Because it definitely isn't, like, Fallout, like, an RPG? Fallout's, Fallout's an ARPG. Okay. Because, and here's what here's where the actioner A comes into play, is that, so, it's, at a regular RPG, Final Fantasy, you're in the game world, you go up to an enemy, you're then in a sudden, you're then in a different, like, battle, uh, in a battle, like, arena, so where you're yeah. fighting these, like, where you're fighting these monsters. Um, same thing with Tales of Symphonia. While it has real-time combat, yeah. you're not fighting these enemies actively on the map. It still encounters. Okay. Yeah. So, so an ARPG is just where the monster... It's an RPG where the enemies you're fighting occur in, like, real time in the world map with no change in menu, in, uh, in like, environment. It's just happening as you see it. And that's an ARPG. That's an ARPG. So Risk of Rain, by that definition, is an ARPG. Risk of rain. Like that, that aspect of it, like real time. It's real time, sure. But same thing with like a first person shooter, because it's real time as well. But I wouldn't really technically call it an RPG because it's like you're not you're not role playing as that character. Yeah. But that's you. Yes and no, because we I remember in Araga we've had concepts of this, so like what does role playing mean? You're role playing as this character. Yeah. But because I mean because at that point you can call Bioshock an R any like an RPG. Because I know we've had this conversation because like anytime I'm playing a character that's not myself. I consider that role I'm role playing that character. I'm role playing. Like I, 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 I consider or... I consider an RPG the aspect of you're able to choose every aspect of that character, how the facial structure looks, how like like those type of like versions of it. Whereas like I feel like it's like. But then if, at that point you're also negating the fact that like you can't pick how two B looks in your Automata. Or in or, or or Geralt in Witcher three. True. Or, uh, or Bioshock. But it's the but, but Bioshock isn't an RPG. Oh right? yeah. But here's the thing though, it's the depth and breadth of the of the world and also of how you can upgrade Geralt's character. 
because your level progression is based on defeating enemies and upgrading your character in like in like a very systematic way mm -hmm. to where like basically leveling up is essential to your character making it through that world because let's say for spider-man you could never upgrade any of your character's abilities and you could reasonably like you could reasonably uh beat the whole game because the game is not designed in such a way as leveling up is essential to beating it while in a game like fallout or really any rpg you're not beating this especially for a turn-based rpg you're not beating that boss if you're not if you don't level up you just simply can't arpgs you might be able to fudge it but for turn-based absolutely not leveling up is essential yeah um, yeah but that's like turn-based yeah. rpg i mean because i feel like then by based off this conversation i guess a lot of people put the miss like they incorrectly use the j in jrpg because like pokemon's considered a jrpg but it's a turn-based jrpg yeah, and so J, because here's the thing, JRPG is a term, but it's not a genre. Oh, I never said it was a genre. But this is about genre. I guess. Okay. No, 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 and that's fine because that brings up to our discussion about video game genres. Again, is this top? Does this topic matter? Of course it doesn't. People are gonna play the games they want, yeah. like regardless. But there's just something weird about the fact that people have diverse opinions of like what this game really is. Like the first time Raga that you and I talked about this, I was baffled about how much our opinions of what genres meant what oh, yeah. heavily differed. Because it's like, why wouldn't it be this? Because like a scary movie, you know it's a scary movie or a horror film. But people generally in movies, and I could be wrong, is not as big of a movie person as maybe some other people. I feel like people don't try to argue the semantics of like a, a slasher film or like a a gore film or whatever subgenres of movies no, are, in the way they do with video games. They yeah. Sit on the umbrella of horror. Yeah. And they're like. I guess there'll be the people like, oh, if you want a good slasher, here's this one, or here's a good blah, blah, here's yeah. that one, but it's like, like, for example, if you're like Raga, if I like Pokemon, I like turn-based stuff, I want you to recommend me a turn-based action game, I'd be like, all right, well, you could check out Final Fantasy Tactics, or you could check out some of the old Golden Sun games, mm -hmm. and you'd be like, all right, cool, I'll come back and play them, but you wouldn't be like, I wanted, like, you, could, you wouldn't come back and be like, oh, I need a chair, mm -hmm. like, you'd just be like, what's a good game you played? And I'm like, oh, I like Tales. Okay. You know, so I feel like, I, I agree with you, I feel like a lot of people are like, the, the semantics of genres is definitely yeah like, pretty pretty big yeah i agree with that because so, i mean it's, it's like but then like it's like it gets to a point where it's like it's so confusing that like it's like doesn't it's really like metal to be honest yeah it's like it doesn't you know really matter oh my yeah, god yeah, i guess music could be like that too music like, music music metal, I, it's so metal, defined by subgenres it's yeah. like specifically crazy. specifically metal and hip-hop oh yeah i guess where it's like like very slightly on topic slightly off topic that new little nas song country road that people like losing their mind oh yeah, yeah. broke the billboard charts and yeah it, it shouldn't be in the country one but it is and then billy ray cyrus Perfect like hey example. i'm gonna i'm gonna hop in it because now it's country because i'm in it and uh he does like country like content-based stuff okay so then that you know that topic of like what qualifies what quantifies this mm -hmm. to this came up and i you know rings in perfect with this with this topic of like video game genres too and so for uncharted 4 i think everyone got this one correct i believe was this the one yeah after this was time? action adventure yeah i think we all got this so one. what made you guys choose action adventure in the first place like why why that one uh i've always like believed that an action adventure like i guess it all the i guess based around the game it's like what you do in the game i guess you say i don't know i mean like, rob what do you think what do you think this defines like an action adventure. you played the uncharted games right i haven't played the uncharted game i don't, I don't even own a ps3 but, but you guessed uh, action adventure correct yeah i just kind of knew that it was an action adventure because what really is an action it's the broadest video game genre i, I think this, on the planet i think 
because I've also never played the Uncharted games. I've never I've listened to all. But the you still got it right. I got it right because in my head, here's what I was thinking. I know that there it's a story-based game, and from what I've seen of the covers, that seems to be the jungle. So I automatically think adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I'm on my Tarzan shit pretty much. And uh, the action part has mainly been the fact that like I've seen clips when you are like in in I guess rivers or streams and stuff and like shit's moving past you you yeah. like, shoot off enemies and I, I think the adventure is more about the explor- exploration correct that's, of everything. that's the way I view it the action too is like the combat yeah so I kind of mm-hmm. I think the combat is where I get the action from and the adventure is the but I feel like they go so far hand in hand like, you would never say that's an action you, you would hardly say it's an action game yeah without including the adventure it, it used to be that way though and so there's a little bit of history behind this because I've never seen a genre where you would have Super Metroid and Batman like Arkham Asylum those are those games are the same genre of game and that's baffling to me because they are vastly mechanically and just fundamentally so different mm-hmm. and so there used to be two types of games uh, back in the day action games games that required heavy like uh like hand-eye coordination movements it was based on like the skill of what you're doing with the like the pad then you had adventure games like your point and click games they were mostly games that focused on puzzle solving and some kind of story to it then eventually games started having both games started becoming you know a little bit more uh i guess mixed where you'd have like stories and like puzzles in the games but you'd also have like combat and you'd also have like you know you'd have to you know fast you know moving fast moving like gameplay and so eventually they just decided to make the genre a hybrid and be like action adventure because of because there became a point and like you had mentioned before there became a point where games were no longer one or the other they were just both yeah. Right. And at this point, it's it's really a catch-all genre. If a game belongs in no genre, it's kind of stuck into the action adventure one. Would, would the subgenre be a third-person shooter because for Uncharted? Yeah. Oh yeah, and I do, uh, and I do say that it's mechanically a third-person shooter, but that's never the base. I don't think third-person shooter has ever been used as a base genre for anything. I don't really think so either. No. I I don't use it because I know for me this this and. It's a, mecha- original, it's a mechanic. Yeah, the original conversation you and, I, you and I had that probably low-key spawned this was from the way I organized my Steam library. Yeah. And the fact that I organize all my games based off categories because when you own, like, 700 games, you tend to be like, I'm not scrolling through 700 games to get to Yakuza yeah. 0. And, like, and, I do, and I do that, too, because I'm neurotic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm neurotic. Like, I, when I want to find a Metrovania game I want to play, I go to the Metrovania category, <laughs> and I pick my 25 games of options and pick one and then go, go for it, you know? Same for roguelites, so... Mm-hmm. I definitely don't. I I organize by FPS, and if it's not an FPS, it's probably an RPG. But okay. I, I don't like. I'll commingle some, but like barely, because mm-hmm. like I don't game. Like, mm-hmm. I'm commingling it, because I'm the only one using it. As long as it works, okay. Me, like, doesn't matter. So Bioshock. So for Bioshock, so you're the only one that said it was an ARP. I think did you guys guess it was an FPS, right? You two? Yeah. Was, I forgot. No, you said it was action. I think it was action. The, was action what's yeah. the one after this one? Super Metroid. Yeah, Super Metroid. I called it a RPG action. Action RPG. Action RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So think about so. Here's the reason why, and you're not wrong, is because the game has tons of different ways that you can improve your character in a way so where it's like, um, where you can like upgrade your character in a very comprehensive way from like how what kind of character he becomes in terms of decision making, but also in terms of like the kind of combat that you have. Yeah. Um, and it's, but at the same time, the primary me- the primary like combat system is is shooting from the first person. I mean, you're yep. using guns. Guns are the primary thing of it. It's why Skyrim, why is Skyrim not a first, Skyrim could be a first person shooter because you are shooting bow and arrows in first person. Why is it not a first person shooter? 
Well, and I mean, you Skyrim would, also borders that because you could do first or third. Yeah. Like I, I know that's fair. Most people, like I know, Lauren used to play it yeah, exclusively in third because yeah. she would get nauseous playing it in first, and I would play it exclusively in first because I thought it was stupid in third. Like yeah, I would only I play like it. In, I would only play it in third if my horse was stuck, and I was like, I need a way out of here, and I need to see <laughs> well, around me. When you go on your horse, isn't it always in third, or is it? Oh, uh, there. I, I don't. Know. Is there? Yeah. I, I don't. So. I, I never played. So, right? I never played Skyrim much, so I. I played it a little bit. It was definitely in third. It was definitely in third. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I probably had a mod to make it first. Yeah. Because I was like, I want to be on the horse. I want to be on the horse. Like in like Red Dead Two. I've never played Red Dead Two. I mean, Red Dead Two. You, can, you guys. Yeah, first you, you, guys you guys know. Play Red Dead, Red I never played Red Dead Two. Either. All right. So Damn. I played like Red Dead Two. <laughs> Damn. I never played Red Dead. Yeah. I played Red Dead. I Super Metroid. Red I think we. I think I, I kind of like touched upon. It would yeah. be a Metroidvania if not for the fact that it is Metroid. If it wasn't the one that spawned the genre. Yeah. It's why it's like for like the roguelikes. Rogue. The game Rogue could not be a roguelike because every roguelike is a game that's like Rogue. Is that where it came from? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the first game that's ever that ever did that kind of wow. style and gameplay. When did that come out? Uh, a while ago. A like very long. Yeah, like, before, we, before, before we were, we were born. born. Yeah, before we were born. I think like eighties. It's oh, an okay. old game. Okay. I think. Yeah, I could okay. be. I could be fucking wrong though. Um, last one. Not very interesting. Terraria. It's a sandbox because based because a lot of it. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Minecraft. Yeah, if you know yeah. what Minecraft is, you can understand why it's a sandbox. And I will say for the Terraria fans, we don't mean that as an insult. No, I, I know you guys are very very protective of. Uh, being referred yeah. to as Minecraft-like, and, we know you're not. And I want to talk about the, the very last thing I have on this dis- on this topic is about the thing of like Spider-Man, of how everything I described. It sounded like an RPG, didn't it? Yeah. It sounded like an RPG up until you said the most important thing, which is you can't make yourself stronger. It doesn't increase your base. Yeah, because I think uh, Mike Spider-Man Spider-Man does the same amount of damage with his punches, mm-hmm. no matter how high of a level he, he is. Uh, I think I think it, it does. I think it's more like it does help a little bit. I think the it higher gives, you get it up, gives, it gives you like abilities, but like his base punch does no more damage. No. Um, wouldn't Zelda be an RPG though? Uh, or, is yeah. it, or is it more an action? Zelda's it's not. It's an action adventure game that definitely is an RPG because like no one's gonna sit here and tell me that you're not pretending to be Link. But you're also not. You're technically but that's not, not. That's not like that's not the fundamental. So that's like the big thing about it is RPG isn't fundamentally who you're playing as. Yeah. That is that the role playing aspect of it. So RPGs have become less about the role playing and more about the mechanics of an RPG. True. Because just because you're role playing Batman in Arkham Asylum doesn't mean that it's an RPG. But see, that's the thing that blows my mind. Because I feel like that that to me takes the fun out of some like 95% of the games that are referred to as like an action adventure game. Because like if to me it's like if I you look shocked right now. I know this isn't at you. I hope you know that. Yeah, like, I know. I'm not. You know. Yeah, yeah. To, to me, it's like when you're growing up as a kid, you play like when you play the OG Pokemon games, you think you're Ash, or you're trying to be at least, at least in Yellow, when you can get all the same Pokemon that he has. Sure. And when you're playing like Zelda games, I'm sure as a kid, because I never played a Zelda game until Twilight Princess, you really think you're Link, and you really think like when you're in jail as Link, you're like you're really trying to get out of there. And I'm sure like I don't know. I feel like when you put yourself in as that character, it becomes an RPG game because you, you like could say that about any. Video. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. thing. That's, you could say, you could say that about you could yeah. say that about Half Life. Yeah, you could. You're yeah, you're Martin Freeman. You're a scientist. You're fucking shit up. And they don't give him a voice. They don't give him a face because uh, technically, even though they do show what he looks like, they Gabe Newell has said Gordon Freeman looks like however the player looks yeah. is really how he is. And that's I guess that's the reason I call most things RPGs is because the fact that it's like but it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's wrong, but it's like at the same time it's like I feel like I wouldn't enjoy games if I didn't pretend I, if I, if I was playing like when I played Nier Automata, I really put myself in 2B's position. When I played Hollow Knight, I really put myself in the position of the knight. And as I gain more information, you understand the world and the story and you start to feel the same emotions that you assume that the other person that your character is feeling. 
I just feel like as a useful, as like a, a useful mnemonic, or mnemonic's not the right word, but like a, as like a useful like tool that kind of genres are kind of meant to serve. Cause you have things in a genre so that you can categorize them in such a way that when people are looking for this kind of thing, yeah. you can search for it. If everything is an RPG, then the genre becomes pointless. And I yeah. get what, no, no, and I get what you're saying. I agree with you. I think that's important to kind of put yourself in the shoes of like the characters you're playing. That makes it, that's what immersion is called. Yeah. But to call it an RPG, I think just isn't the right application. Again, you know, it's it's my own opinion, but I yeah, just don't no, think. I agree yeah. with that I though. I agree with it. It's just like the logical part of me is like, yeah, he's right. And the emotional part of me is just like, don't take me away from being the character I'm playing. You but know? I'm not taking it no, away no, from I know, you. I know, yeah. I, know, I know you're not. I'm saying, like, that's the thing where it's, like, it's that 50-50 where, like, yeah. the logical part of me is, like, of course, it yeah. fits under this, like, this grid or this format. Yeah. And the other part of you is just, like, yeah. And the very last thing a part of it, and here's, I think, what really ties down about, and this ties back to the Super Mario 64 thing, you guys knew he was a platformer because it's Super Mario, and you just know in your head, it, that's the appropriate thing for what Mario is. It's a platformer. And that's something, you know, I think the level of appropriateness is important. It would be inappropriate, and by inappropriate, I mean in terms of like, like, why the fuck would you do this? To make, to call Skyrim an FPS. It would just yeah. be, that's just not an appropriate genre to call Skyrim. Yeah. Same thing with like Spider-Man. Spider-Man and God of War uh, 2, they have RPG-like elements in them, but it would be so inappropriate to call Spider-Man an RPG game. I think that would be, if you were trying to explain it to someone who'd be like, tell me about Spider-Man, like, what kind of game is it? Oh, it's an RPG where you, and as soon as you say RPG, that all of a sudden makes the person that you're talking to think that this game is all sorts of things that it really isn't. That's true. Yeah. And so I think that's the big thing is where it's like, why, it's kind of where you go in your head and like, why the fuck would I call Spider-Man RPG? And that's sort of where you get like into that. And again, I'm not knocking anybody for calling things what they what they want. It's just, yeah. I think that's what it all boils down to. It's is. intriguing. It's mechanically relevant, and it's like the level of, of like appropriate. Oh, what would you say? I, I, I think another. I think another side topic I really want to talk about. I think. I think because just talking about this in general, like go for pop it. this yeah. into my mind is that do you? Re I think like I realize nowadays too is like certain game companies like. Like I guess lean towards a certain genre more, Absolutely. because like especially yeah. we're talking about like Spider-Man, where Insomniac Games made like Spider-Man. But if you look at all the Insomniac games like from beforehand, most of them were action adventure games. Yeah. Like especially because like, going back, like I mean, you have Spyro. They made Spyro. You had like what was it, Ratchet and Clank? They make mm -hmm. like that's like all both games, action adventure games. Yeah. So it's like they're kind of like known for having action adventure games. Yeah, true. I mean, devs stick close to what they know, and that's not by accident. It when you have a game studio and you have to think, okay, I need to make a game. I need to pitch a game to a publisher to get money, or we need to like make something new. If you actually are to do a 180 and do a genre switch, which is what the devs of the devs of Halo Wars, the people that made like the Total War series, right? That's what they tried to do. Didn't work. That's why they ended up making Halo Wars because as much as they wanted to get out of the, um real-time strategy real-time strategy rt real-time strategy genre it didn't make sense to because all of the devs of that company and all the people who worked there they knew how to make an rts it would just you need totally new people yeah and again that's like a really you know a good point people make what they're kind of it's what they're strongest at making it's the, yeah it's the reason why nintendo didn't make metroid prime it's why they hired a, a, a studio to make metroid prime because nintendo hasn't made and a first person shooter before or a shooter game in general. They tried with Splatoon and it is not a conventional shooter in any way, no. but it's the only kind of shooter game that Nintendo could make. Yeah. Um, but that's, I'm, I'm like, that's a, you know, really good point. That's, you look at the history of a game. Uh, same thing for 
Naughty Dog. They've yeah. only they've really made action adventure yeah. games to yeah. my yeah. memory. I mean, you know. I will say the counterpoint to both of those are two indie devs that I could think of. Uh, the devs that made Steam World Dig, or the Steam World franchise, because uh, Steam World Dig one and two are Metroidvania-based games. Steam Steam World Dig Quest is a real-time, not real-time strategy. It's a turn-based game, and then Steam World. The one that's coming out next week on the, or this week on the Switch game I can't think of off the top of my head, the name I'll put right here, is a, um, what is it? It's a card-based game. Oh. There, there, yeah. will, there will always be and, exceptions to the rule. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying there yeah. are, but I'm But saying, I feel I'm like, really I, feel, I just see. feel like the things you just listed, though, are kind of, like, they don't differ to, like, the extreme, though. I mean, I, 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 I don't, don't get me wrong, like, don't they at just, him. they, they, they don't at me for that. But it's like I feel like they, they, those are like games where like if you are a developer of that certain genre, like they, they don't stray. Like you're not going to a first person shooter after. Like you know what I'm saying? It's no, like, but I feel like the the logic that you would have to use to make like a Metroidvania game is gonna be very different than a card game. Yes. Like, like I like I'm, here's the thing. I'm not saying like it's so far out the realm of possibility because obviously we have devs that just make different shit every time. Yeah. Like the, they just make different shit. Maybe they make mini games and they're like, oh, this could actually be a standalone game. And that's like all well and good, but I will say like Super Giant's the other one where the first game is like a, a top-down shooter. The okay. second one's yeah. like a turn-based game, and the third one is like an arena, like soccer-based kind of game, where it's like they're they're very different, and it's like, and that's actually and it's a point-and-click like adventure kind of deal. So yeah. I do like seeing devs that stick to the same thing because then you can really see where they polish. You can like yeah, because they they improve on the formula. Hell, Santa Monica with the new God of War, oh, like. Exactly. So Santa Monica Studios, yeah. they fucking crushed it. They didn't. They didn't take a. They didn't lose the action adventure hack and slash like you know style combat, but they refined the fuck out of it. Right. And, but then they also like learned and they took for different things. And so I think that's what's happening a lot more to keep things fresh and interesting. Genres. There's a lot more genre melting than there ever has been, where you have things that are action advent that are that are primarily an action adventure, but have. RPG like elements might have a racing mini game, racing mini game that everyone fucking hates, but at least they try. And you, they might even have first person shooting. Hey, I mean, are how how many of you guys have played Arkham Knight? Yeah, yeah, I played it. Remember, nope. Arkham Knight has a first person shooting scene or scenario near the very end of it, and that was fucking cool because because uh, Rocksteady has is not known for that yeah. for making him. Because Batman games are not an FPS game sure. at all. But after seeing that one segment, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'd like to see Rocksteady make an FPS game. Yeah. I hope they do. Because you gotta, you know, they wanna keep things like fresh and interesting. I mean, we have with most recently, uh, Respawn Entertainment. They were known for what? Making Titanfall 1 and 2, those are FPS games. Apex Legends, also an FPS game. And now the new game, Jedi Fallen Order, which is going to be a. Uh, an action adventure eh, kind of hack and slash RPG-esque game. And so they're kind of jumping outside of their comfort zone in the Frostbite engine because they're masochists or EA made them. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, I like to see when, you know, I like I like when they stick to their guns because it means they can make things better or they can refine their formula, as Raghav said. But it's cool to see them kind of, see when studios kind of break outside the box too. Because I think, I think when I like that too, is like they can either pull it off mm -hmm. or completely fail true like, you know and that's the thing it's like it's cool to see that because it's like it's like will will they have a game where you're like shit they should do more of this or you'd be like ah, eh, go back to what you know now, i have a question sure because i looked at the trailer once for the new star wars game mm -hmm. 
is that a first person game or third person? It's a third person game. It's really intriguing to see Respawn do the third person. Yeah. Because do you remember, do you know the two founders? I just looked this up. Mm-hmm. So this isn't knowledge I had off the top of my head. Do you know the other company that the two founders of Respawn were founded before this? What? Infinity Ward. Oh, really? Yeah, they founded the Call of Duty franchise. Oh, holy. And you... they just left. Inf- oh, that's right. Because when Titanfall 1 like was announced, people were losing their fucking minds because it was like, oh, by the people that like made Infinity Ward. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's why people were like, that's we're why, going crazy. Yeah, so that's really intriguing now to see them. They flipped, they flipped yeah. the script and made Titanfall 1 and 2. Then FPS with Apex. Apex, Apex Legends, sure. And then now they're, they're just said, fuck it, let's just do... Let's wow. do the next Star Wars game. And, okay, and, wow. and they didn't really show any gameplay. They just showed like a cinematic. But like, but like just based on the cinematics, like it looks like they it it looks. I mean, it looks good. I mean, again, can't say much about it. But like, it's cool. They're trying. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing where it's and like, respawns. They've made four, three. Yeah, they've made three fantastic games. Yeah. They also made Titanfall Assault. Is that a mini game? Uh, I think that might be like it might be a mobile game. Probably. At least for me, it's like I'm excited. I'm a big mobile. Star Wars fan in general, so I'm excited to see where they go with this. Because yeah. like, at least for me, like. It's been a while since a good Star Wars game yeah. has been out. The like, la- yeah, the last good one we got, the last single player one, was probably Force Unleashed. One or two. I, I think those Wait, games, one or two. to me personally, those games were like, eh. One or two. One. Two. two I never played either two, of them. Two, two, two does not exist. I played one, so that's why. I one one had a good story, but I thought that's it. I don't know. One was definitely like a, a different We're, we're not going to. I don't know. I, me personally, like, I miss the good old like Old Republic games where I'm just like. Nice the Old Republic? Yeah, Back when but, Bioware was good? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, by the way. And I'm not making not the anthem. Yeah, y'all dropped the ball. Actually, y'all didn't drop the ball. Y'all dropped the bomb through the floor and collapsed your own floor. That was probably yeah. man- well, management. Let, let, also- let's just say you rigged explosives in your own building and set them off while you're in it. Yeah, for fun. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, this was definitely eye-opening. Uh, it definitely blows me away. And I'm hoping to revisit this in a week with new information. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm not gonna lie, I, you keep making these segments like this. this yeah, this, no, this I mean, um, yeah. this was definitely fun. If you like this content, give us a like if that's possible on however you're listening to this, um, or whatever. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so, Rob, you're new to the podcast. Um, yeah, I made, I made a whole bunch of contributions today. As you can tell, <laughs> he's been so. So if you wanted, to, if you wanted to know, like Rob's been like jerking off this like whole time. Yeah. So we, we try not to bother. I, I him. went through two boxes of tissues now. We've been dodging ropes this entire time. That's why the audio ducks in and out. <laughs> smooth left and a smooth right. <laughs> and so okay, so everything we do, the last thing that we do is it's called a pat on the back. It's where we talk about something that we've done recently that we really feel good about ourselves. And we feel like accomplished. So Rob, as the guest of today's episode we'll have you go last and raga will start with you first perfect, perfect. <laughs> all right something i'm proud of um oh my back hurts nah, that's not what you're proud of uh i will say probably sorry mike i'll take this from you um mike and i are working on an ep album and uh the progress we're making is pretty pretty exciting i'm really glad to see that every time yeah. we link up it's always it's not bullshit like we'll just get through and we kind of do what I personally like to call the like the old school style, or what I, what I in my head call the run the jewels approach, which is we don't make music if we're not in the same room. Like we'll we'll have ideas, we'll write them down, maybe we'll record them, but we won't. We'll send it to that person, say, hey, check this out. We're gonna work on this. We're gonna record it live in person with the other person there, and it's just really nice to see that progress happen because I think the first time we did this last summer, we had like four ideas or three ideas, kept one it, Jesus, kept one of the ideas, and. Um, uh, you know, brought more in this year, and hopefully shooting for a release 
in the middle of the year and it's just it's really nice to have been making music with uh not only just another like-minded person but someone that it's easy to bounce ideas off of and even if we don't like an idea we'll say hey this isn't it let's try another idea uh because obviously this will be a reflection of not just yourself but the other person thanks buddy yeah David? Um, for me, I actually, in a in over a fucking year, finished a article for What's Tech. The article I'm writing about is why Risk of Rain is very addicting. I talk about it on a deeper... I'm not going to go over the whole thing, obviously, because, yeah. you know, you got to read it. Um, but, like, I do talk about why, you know, why what playing the game does to our brains on, like, a neuro, like neurological level to a very simple degree. I don't get it into it. But, like, the fact that I finished an article is just... Hmm? It's been a year. It's been more than a year. Has it really? No, because the thing is, here's here's the thing with me. I I get ideas. No, I get ideas for like articles, and like I get really into them. But halfway through it, I'm like, so I'm gonna like I either don't like the point anymore. I'm like, they don't even fucking care. So like I just kind of like lose. I'll do the same thing. I'll, I'll like lose interest in it. Yeah. And so, but this one, that's the reason why I have forty plus hours in Risk of Rain too. I ca- I had to keep playing the game, so I had to keep like you know bouncing off of like ideas. Never have I ever played the played a video game for research in such an intensive way and it was it felt really good to actually finish it because i for me i didn't have more ideas than i do i didn't have more ideas than i know what to do with yeah so to actually so what i did is actually writing them all out and then kind of formatting them into one kind of cohesive you know narrative Mm. just really like refreshing i'm like really proud that i got it done because i was as i kept working i'm like i'm so close i'm so close i've got to finish this one and that's kind of made me that's gave me ideas for other uh, other article ideas that I've actually started working on. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of given me like inspiration to continue articles that I've kind of stopped working on that I'm going to either continue or recycle the, the talking points into like like more modern content because at this point... At Some this of them po- be outdated. At, at this point, Hat in Time ain't topical anymore. It's coming out on the Switch soon, so... Uh, it's, all right, I'll... It's prob- going to be topical. All right, I'll, 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 I'll work on something there, but like either way, <laughs> it just... You know, it feels good to be writing again. I used to write a lot. Um, I'm not going to... I'm not gonna take too much of the time because I know this, this is, we aren't supposed to go on long tirades like this, but like it's our podcast, so yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Um, uh, you know, I used to write a lot, and it's just it's been hard to. It's been yeah. really hard getting the motivation to like write, and so. But once you kind of start doing it, you kind of get like it's like when you haven't played the piano in a long time. You get those like you get those fingers going. Yeah, you get the and all, and all of a sudden you just kind of remember, and you just once you start doing it, you just can keep picking it back up, and I'm having to keep the the steam train rolling and with that uh with mike what about you i mean me personally like i i think i'm at like the point in my life where i'm kind of just getting i'm just ready to get rid of the bullshit and kind of bottle down and focus on the things i really need to focus on Mm -hmm. sure um and like what i'm really proud of is like at least for me is like finally realizing that and getting down to it it's like so it's like for me it's like I'm ready to just to start focusing on things that are really important to me. Like I'm starting on all my resumes like, and finally like, just sitting down with like, shit, like I'm just going to send out a hundred re- resumes. And like, if I get a hundred rejections from different, like uh, different art directors or things like that, well, it's like, Hey, I got a hundred rejections, but like, I'm going to keep on trucking through it and still going through yeah. it and still applying no matter what. Um, and just focusing on a, a very special project that I'm working on with uh, these fine gentlemen that are in the room right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll later. We'll reveal later. Soon, um, TM. Soon, TM. You know, working on, like I said, like Raga said, the EP that we're, we're going to be putting out soon enough. Um, 
and just you know overall like working on things like the what's a tech podcast and you know, being able to do art for what's a tech be able to, to just help out the whole website in general maybe even write an article here mm-hmm. and there you yeah know, and just work on things at least for me just mean a lot to me it, it's it's great no one listens to this but we have a fun time, fun time <laughs> so this is this is your way of saying you're leaving the podcast nah 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 bro that would have killed me so it's, been like, a, it's been a great three episodes my, my, <laughs> mike, mike is leaving this podcast to officially announce his his running for the 2020 his, his, presidency <laughs> under, under the green party <laughs> And, and with that, now that Rob's put his dick away, uh, well, what about you? What's something you've done recently that you're really like proud or happy about? So I'm, I'm kind of happy to you know be doing the work I'm doing at my job, and uh, I know it's a lot of it's very. Uh, <laughs> you like putting those eBay listings? Yeah, up? a lot of it's like very. Uh, oh, you do what, that too? What's the word for it? <laughs> Mon- mundane. Mundane shit. But sure. uh, you know, I've been getting better at very uh, specific parts of it, like uh, basically bundling items and making sure that. Uh, I'm able to uh, sell these items online. Keep um, keep it vague. Don't get, don't get yourself sued. But uh, on the other part of that is me doing my side job. So I like to work with computers, and at the job I work at, I'm not necessarily working with computers. So uh, when I do my side jobs, whether it's setting up a computer or helping someone install something, or uh, I'm I'm doing more of what I actually want to do as opposed to. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Shit, shit I'm doing online. So fixing like, computer gl- gl- Glad one of us finds that side job satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> You're the sole survivor of this one. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, yeah, overall. Yeah, with that, I mean... Positive, um, positive things happening everywhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, great stuff. I mean, thanks for, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Catch Bye. you guys later. See you later.